Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast, where I don't truly believe that we have ever grown up, so maybe we have a kindred spirit in today's topic. I uh, my love name it. is Matt. <laughs> and my name's Casey. Right before we hit record, I'm like, I don't have a way to intro this. He's like, I think I've got one. That worked, I think. That worked. Yeah, I, I agree. Know, I don't think we've ever grown up. No. Yeah, you never know when I say I've got this, because, man, I've had some real doozies <laughs> of intros. <laughs> I, so have I, buddy. So have I. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I agree with you. I mean, looking around, I'm in my Disney room right now, and um, I don't think I've ever grown up either. Uh, before we get started on this, because we're going to be talking about Peter Pan in just a second. Speaking of not grown up, did you see the pictures of the um, Lego castle that I built? I did. Yes. Um, you look like you had a ton of fun doing I that. I did. I'm going to hold it up to you on camera, even oh, though the okay. listeners can't see this. Well, you showed wanna... a ton of pictures of it. so Yeah, I, I think I put them in the Beers and Ears group. If yeah, if you're, if you're a, a, uh, on our Facebook group, you can... Uh, check it out yeah that that looks i mean it's it's you know it's for you know it's not the big one but also it's a nice size it 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 stands about nine inches i want to say it took about four hours to complete what i found really interesting for those of you who might be interested so this is the 50th anniversary one you can get it um i think exclusively on shop disney i don't think or in the parks it's 40 bucks which is not a bad price for this, but on the inside, and you can't see it, but if you, there are little people, there are little people oh. through through the little. Actually, okay, you probably see yeah, it right I there. See Can you those. see that? They're like little shadow people, and then there's uh, there. I think I took a picture of it. There's there's Cinderella's shoes, and okay. there's a, a, a mural of the castle as well. So they they really do do a really good job with this. Like and it. Like you said, it's not the big one, but if you can't afford the big one or don't want to do the forty dollar or the three hundred and fifty dollar one, this is a nice replacement for it. For you know? forty bucks, yeah, totally. Um, I miss Legos. I was a big Lego kid. Like mm-hmm. I had this under the sea one. I had a soccer one that you could like actually play soccer. They've got um, all kinds of adult um, Legos now. Have you seen the the Lego aisle lately? Oh, they're they're great. Just Lego. I mean, maybe it was this expensive when I was a kid, but man, they are just pricey. They really are. That's I my mean, big thing. Is I'm like, man, can I really justify, you know, a hundred and forty dollars for something that's going to take me an afternoon to build, and then it's just there, there, there? is a sense of accomplishment because Nate got me the Steamboat Willie one. And I built that one. I think that was a Christmas gift a couple years back. And that, that took about an eight hour, eight yeah, hours to but do. I don't remember that one being like ridiculously priced. No, that was like, I want to say that was like 80 or 90. Yeah. Like that to me is not for a nice, you know, collectible, yeah. like steamboat willy thing. Like that, that, that didn't seem outrageous to me. Like, but some of the like, you know, Lego architecture or some mm-hmm. of these big sets. It's just like, holy cow. I mean, that I looks have, like a ton of fun, but I have my eye on the white house one. I want the white house one so bad, but again, it's like 150 bucks or something like yeah. that. So I put it on my Christmas list. Maybe I'll get it for Christmas. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll use, I'll, it, I, I think our parents listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My mom at one point did, but I, I mentioned it to my brother today and, uh, and my brother definitely listens cause he's been on the show. So it's like, Hey bro, if you're looking for Christmas gifts, ideas, this is, what i'm looking for so yeah anyway <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah obviously we're talking about kids toys but um or adult toys but yeah i mean the, the today's episode's interesting so here's kind of how this episode was born um last week we were going through business and we said okay what are we going to do through the rest of the year because we didn't have shows um basically starting today 
uh, through the rest of the year. We had we had exhausted our list, and we knew we had to get some of the holiday stuff in, but we had some stuff we wanted to kind of pepper in besides the holiday stuff. And I said, you know, what's a nice simple show that we could do? And, and well, because we had Jungle Cruise scheduled, and Jungle right, Cruise yeah. um, is not on for free Disney Plus until November twelfth. Yeah, and I've seen it, but you haven't seen. I it. haven't, and I'm I'm now to the point that it's like it's so close. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't play. It's a great movie, and I can't wait to cover it, and I'll rewatch it once it comes out. Um, but yeah, so you were like, okay, what's a nice, simple movie? We haven't done a movie review in a while. And I said, well, what about Peter Pan? And and, and then I kind of tossed the idea. I said, well, wait, what if we did like a Peter Pan slash hook? And then you're like, well, why don't we just make it a Peter Pan conversation? And I, that idea intrigued me because I think for a lot of people, a lot of people just assume that Peter Pan was a character that was created by Walt Disney because of the 1953 movie, but there is so much more history there, and there have been remake after remake after remake after I didn't, remake. I did not realize how much Peter Pan content there was until yeah. I, I mean, because I had heard, you know, because when, when I suggested, I was like, okay, I know of like these five separate instances. And then like I started doing research and I was like, holy cow. What were the five that you knew of? So I knew obviously the 1953 film. Yeah. I knew there was a 2003 Peter Pan that I actually really enjoyed. Jason Isaac. Jason Isaac was the reason I loved that one. It was him as Captain Hook. Because he was Captain Hook. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Is he related to Oscar Isaac? I don't think so. I wonder. Anyway, go ahead. I don't think so. Obviously, Hook, because that was the one we talked about. Yep, yep. Um, then there was a 2015 film called Pan that I never saw, yes. but they advertised in 2015, they advertised the living daylights out I of that movie. I loved Pan, the, the, the one that you're referring to. It was a completely different take, though. Yeah. completely different take and i think for that reason it, it got panned uh, and then the on, other on one i don't know if you saw this but nbc does that live stage thing yep. every year and yep. they did a peter pan yeah and, and christopher walken was captain hook yep. it was awful it, it, <laughs> it was, was it so was because what's funny is they've been hit or miss with some of that some of those stage shows like they did grease which I thought was pretty good. They did Hairspray. Hairspray was really, really um, well which was really good. And they did but, a Little Mermaid with Queen Latifah. I didn't see that one. I um, let's just say that one wasn't good at all. Yeah, the, the, the and I love me some, I love me some Queen Latifah. And that was like no girl though. No. Yeah, the Peter Pan was just like Christopher Walken was just so awkward. Uh, it was so bad. Did, did he need so, more? Did, 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 did it need more cowbell? No. Did, did it need more cowbell? Cowbell. So those were the five that I heard of. But then, you know, in in doing more research, man, like there's there's TV miniseries, there's yep. films that I had never heard of, there's like films about the like that kind of the idea of never like it's 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 there's films well there's there's on, Finding Neverland, there's find, Finding Neverland mm-hmm. too with with Johnny Depp, which is not about Peter Pan per se. It's more about J.M. Barry and how he how he wrote Peter Pan. It, exactly, it's more of a fictionalized account. But yeah, mm-hmm. so let me ask you this: Am I correct to assume that your first foray into Peter Pan was the animated movie? Probably. 
Yeah, it would have been. Like, it, it would have had to have been. Because I was a Disney kid, and so it would have uh-huh. been. Like, probably my first in interaction with Peter Pan would have been, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly on a Disney sing-along VHS. See, for me, and, and, and we've covered extensively on this pod, that I was not a Disney kid. And because of that, my first foray into Peter Pan, and we had to research this right before we came on, was actually one of those TV miniseries or TV, I guess you could say TV specials. Uh, Sandy Duncan did a version where she played Peter Pan, and she she's famous for playing Peter Pan on Broadway. But she, they must have recorded it or something, and it was recorded in 1974. But I remember watching the Sandy Duncan version of Peter Pan with my mom several years in a row it had to it must have been like a a, a christmas tradition or or something you, re- you recorded it on vhs and you had your vhs no 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 they, they, no they played oh, they just it just replayed they, it yeah oh, it was wow. kind of like they do with like with with like the 10 commandments on easter oh yeah um, which is so, okay a side note that's hilarious to i me know because <laughs> the 10 commandments have absolutely nothing to do i with think the it's easter the, the passover part i don't know but no um so <laughs> I, I so no but it's, i think it was something like that it was this it was this tradition where it got played and and I just remember it because because there's a scene in that I believe well as there are in several of them where where um, clap if you want Tinkerbell to survive um, which in in doing my research you you find out in the animated version that doesn't actually happen that she doesn't drink the poison there's a bomb or something that that goes off I've only seen the the animated version one time uh, the Disney version one time in my life and that I've was within the I've- last year. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times. And interestingly enough, I, I read a biography on Walt Disney. And um, and it was actually before I had seen the movie in a, in a while. And I, again, I really think that most of my Peter Pan knowledge was similar to my 101 Dalmatians knowledge up until I was an adult, which was I knew the plot. I knew what happened. I just hadn't actually sat down and seen yeah, the movie. Yeah. And so what it was is Walt Disney hated Peter Pan. Yeah. He, he actually never warmed up to him. And had then having watched watching the movie... I'm not surprised. The first time you see Peter Pan, he looks very sinister. Yeah. It's it's like he's he's approaching the darling household and like the shadows come on. He's got this really creepy smile. I'm like, holy cow, it's no wonder that he didn't warm up to this character. I'm not warming up to this character. Well, when you, and, and when you think about who, who the character, how the character was written, who the character was based off of, and the... The interpretations, the meanings behind how a lot of people have interpreted this character over the years, it, it is it is it, it is pretty scary stuff. It, it's not you know, but again, so is a lot of Disney Disney you know movies when you think about them. But you know, he's 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 based off of, or at least the theory is, he's based off of J. M. Barry's, I believe, older brother who died when he was um he got into like an ice skating accident at accident at like 14 years old and his mom would only ever see him as a boy would never see him grow up right um but what's really interesting is that peter and so in my research what i found is that peter pan's first appearance is not in peter pan peter pan's first appearance is not in or, or the boy, the boy who wouldn't grow up. It's, it's been named both. His first appearance was actually as kind of a sub story within a story um, called. Uh, I think it's called the Little White Bird. Yeah, the Little White Bird. Did you come across this? When I you did were not come across this. So, so here's. So let's kind of go into the history here. So, Peter Pan's first appearance 
is in this book that he wrote, uh, J.M. Barry wrote in 1902 called The Little White Bird. There's a couple of chapters where in the book, Peter Pan is actually only seven days old. Oh, wow. He's seven days old and he gets lost in Kensington Gardens and he gets carried away to Neverland. Um, and um, in that book, he's said to be kind of a half bird, half human part goat uh kind of character like a satyr almost yeah yeah it's really interesting and and in that what carries him away is fairy dust so that that was the initial um the initial things that he and over time there's there's a character in the book where or in the chapters that he's in i can't remember the name of the character but it's basically the precursor to what would eventually become wendy darling so these chapters were in 1902, um, and and after that, you know, he went ahead and ended up writing the book um, uh, Peter Pan or um, the the boy who the boy who wouldn't grow up in 1904 or ni- uh, 1904. Um, so yeah, reading this right now. So 1902, Little White Bird, chapters 13 through 18 were the chapters that he was in and and what happened is in 1904 i'm sorry 1906 they were later published as peter pan in kensington gardens but basically between 1902 and little white bird was written in 1906 and these were published in 1904 that's when just peter pan actually was published so it's kind of it it was a um spinoff i guess that's what i was looking for a spinoff series almost pretty much yeah it's almost like the little white bird was the prequel but it was written first and then peter pan actually you know was the sequel or spinoff as you put it but became more popular it's it's almost like um you know it's almost like an army of Casey Woolies watched the, or read this book and it's like, we're clearly sequel junkies, so this well, is the better one. It's like it's like Cheers that became Frasier or or uh, Perfect Strangers that became Family Matters later on, right? Yeah. You know, it, it became as popular, if not more popular, right? So that was the initial the initial kind of where he was born in. And then from that they they did they staged plays around it and again that whole movie Finding Neverland with Johnny Depp kind of walks through how he wrote the book how they got the plays going all that stuff but the plays were wildly successful to the point that when movies started kind of becoming a thing the first movie the silent movie in the nineteen I think nineteen twenty four was made okay all yeah. right. So that's that interesting. Of, that's I, I didn't the, realize the brief history at the moment. I didn't realize all that all that history, and and then um, you know it's really not until um, I mean th- there was a bunch of live action stuff that happened, but I mean kind of what I, from what I gather, it, the first movie is really or w- the first real well known movie that people know about is the Disney one in 1953. Yes, um, yes, and, and apparently what, he started putting that together in the thirties and then. Yeah. It, and it was, it, it was pretty much, I mean, that was kind of going to be his, his, um, his, his next big movie, but of course, world war two kind yep. of, um, you know, prevented a lot of that. So I, a lot of it was, was put off, put off, put off. And then the financial health went there. I mean, it was, it, it, there was a lot going on in the Disney company in that early time. You know, again, we think of the Walt Disney company, this behemoth, but Mm -hmm. the first 20 to 25 years of that company are, you know, one bank doesn't give them a loan and, and we don't have the company that we have today. Um, 
and so you know peter pan comes 1953 and um you know it's it's now in this revival period of of where you know cinderella has just released i think alice in wonderland had just released and uh and you know peter pan was kind of the third of those that kind of run of films and it followed the the normal you know disney uh disney path which was some great songs a whimsical plot with fun characters and Mm -hmm. it became the smash hit and even so like i mean tinkerbell is kind of a one of the unofficial mascots of the entire company. Well, I, I was going to say that, you know, I, I, we still have a lot to talk about when it comes to the movies because I really want to dive into Hook a little bit. But when you think about legacy characters, I know we've had our top 10 characters before. I don't even know if Tinkerbell ever made that list. Well, I and, think part of it is just we, like, I, I personally, I don't get the fascination with Tinkerbell. But I, I think my point is, is even though she didn't make the list, it's it's hard to underestimate the fact that she is, like like you said, an unofficial mascot, right? Oh, yeah. Like 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 you know, she's for crying out loud. She, if you think about it, she's she's basically in every Disney movie. Yeah, she's in every Disney movie. That's she the big moment the in the nighttime shows at Disney World. It's when Tinkerbell yeah. flies down. Like yeah. it's, uh, yeah, Tinkerbell has kind of become the one of the unofficial mascots i'd argue like you know obviously mickey mouse is is there um tinkerbell uh, yeah uh, mickey and tink i think are probably the the top two i would say that's kind of um, it yeah dumbo i think dumbo might be the other one dumbo sometimes gets that gets that that little bit of a um you know a little bit more recognition i think and you know he is celebrating his 80th anniversary this year so wow yeah. Holy cow. So, I mean, really quick, I, I, you know, we got a lot of movies to talk about. Um, and I, I agree with you. I wanted to dive into Hook. What did you think of this, you know, Peter Pan movie, the Disney one, when, when you saw it? Like, any quick thoughts? You know, like I said, my first – okay, I can't honestly say that I didn't see it when I was a kid, but I don't remember seeing it as a kid. <laughs> I remember being over my friend Michael's house, and this would have been – oh, my goodness. And maybe they would have had it on then but i don't think i watched it all the way through so so again i watched it within the last year it was on disney plus it's like you know i'm gonna sit down and watch this um it's okay i mean it's it's that's the thing is it's it's okay it's it's i i want to talk about it in the context of hook in just a couple of minutes because i am a hook snob and i love hook um, and I think people who grew up in my generation feel the same way. And reading what I read about Hook today, I am dumbfounded, which I'll get to in a minute. But as far as this movie, I will say one of the things that was really interesting was drawing the connections of, oh, that's what they mean in Hook. Oh, mm-hmm. that's what they're referencing in Hook. Or, oh, that's what that is. And and I think that was really interesting. And then there are other elements of the Peter Pan movie where I'm going, oh man, like the the Native Americans, or yeah, know, like yeah, the, the, what the, makes the red man red has oh, really aged well. Gosh, just yeah, I mean, or the smoking. I mean, when they're smoking yeah. the tobacco, Disney's had a thing in place now, for, I think, since 2002, where where none of its characters can smoke on screen. You know, I know there was a huge dust up about a year ago or so. The, the kids' profiles, the under-18 profiles on Disney+, Plus, they removed the ability to watch some select Disney movies, this being one of them. Um, and on the adult profiles, there's a, um, 
uh, a, a kind of a, a message that pops up, you know, this is a product of its time, blah, 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 blah. And there was so much of a firestorm about that. And I'm like, have you watched the movie? And I mean, honestly, it, it's a caricature of, of inst- horrible. It's horrible. Well, and it's not just that it's, you know, a jealous woman can be tricked into anything. Yeah, and like, just, uh, and like, it's, it's, there's there's a lot of problematic things in it and maybe that's i think why this movie gets overshadowed right now but it's got some good stuff like i I mean it does it's got some it's got classic i mean you can fly you can fly you can fly is a classic disney song it's right up there with a dream is a wish your heart makes um and you know all of the you know the the, the frozen i mean all the songs that we know of it's up there and, and and here's how you know that Peter Pan is a very important franchise to the Walt Disney Company is it still has a spot in the parade. Yeah. Like that to me, like when you've got the three o'clock parade, it's got its own float and mm-hmm. you've got Peter Pan on it. You've got Wendy Darling. You've got Tinkerbell. We've talked about already. You've got Captain Hook. You can't say that about other Disney classics. You don't see Bambi. <laughs> you, you know, you is don't it, see Bambi. Does anyone really want a Bambi float? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, you, you you don't see Bambi. You don't see Dumbo in the parade. Yeah, Dumbo's got its own ride, but so does Peter Pan's flight. Which, by the way, speaking of Peter Pan's flight, almost always the longest queue at the Magic Kingdom. Well, that's partly because of the loading system. I get it. But I get also, it. Also, you're not wrong. Like it they is, also refurbished the line too. Which yeah, is a big it is. Thing. It is one of the most popular rides to go on. And and to be honest with you, for good reason. It's a really fun ride. That, w- like, that was one of those things that if you were to ever take that out of the park, the Disney fans would mutiny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, and I don't think there's – and I don't think Disney is it's, – it's a good ride. Like it's a good ride of a classic franchise. It's exactly what you want in a Disney park. But yeah, it's, it's this it, – I think it's one of those Disney – from a Disney perspective, so just isolating the Disney perspective – it's transcended the movie. The movie is not the popular thing anymore. It's no, it's Tinkerbell. And we had the whole Tinkerbell fairies line that happened. And that kind of became the focus. Yeah. So fun fact on that real quick before you continue. Um, So, you know, we oftentimes talk about the 12 official Disney princesses. It was 11, but now it's 12 because Moana was added. A lot of people don't realize that when those princesses, the, the, the 12 official Disney princesses are the princesses that have been coordinated by the, uh, the Disney company. Um, at, really, at the time, it was the Disney store. When basically, they created the Disney princess franchise. They coordinated um, uh, specific princesses. So you go from Snow White to pretty much all of them at this point are coordinated, except for Anna and Elsa. And, and I don't think um, um, the, uh, the Latina princess, what's her name? Uh, Elena? Uh, Elena. I don't think she's been coordinated either. Really? I thought she was coordinated. I don't Whatever. think she's an official princess. But anyway, I think she was coordinated at Walt Disney World, but not by the Disney store. Okay. Anyway, my point is this. Um, when that princess line was first launched back in the 90s, Tinkerbell was part of it. Hmm. Tinkerbell was considered an official Disney princess until uh, Return to Neverland 2002 came out. And therefore, they decided to spin off and do the fairies franchise instead. So my my point is, is they've done a lot with her to the point that they brought in her friends and the people, you know, she, she's her, her community, all that stuff. And she continues to be a meet and greet. I mean, here's how you know that it's a big deal. When at Walt Disney World, you have the Mickey Mouse meet and greet at Magic Kingdom and right next to Mickey Mouse, 
you have Tinkerbell mm-hmm. and you have to choose which line you want to go into. That tells me a lot that that it's a big mm-hmm. deal. And they had again, a Pixie I, Hollow too. But it's also one of those, I don't think it's because kids are watching the movie and falling no. in love with these characters. It's somehow it has just transcended the movie. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so, so let's. I, I, I want to hear. I want to hear you just go with like Hook. Go. Oh my god! You know, I, I think they're okay. So, Hook's the 1991 film that was produced or directed by Steven Spielberg. I think the reason why this movie resonates with me because how old are you again? I'm. Th- I turn 31 next week. Okay, so you're you're seven years younger than me. So, so basically, when this movie came out, um, I was nine uh let me see it was 1991 what let me see here uh december yeah so i was nine when this movie came out you were two when this mm-hmm. movie came out so you didn't probably see this movie until probably three four or five years later after it yeah was it was out. i think it was late 90s early 2000s that i saw this movie i saw this movie in the theater i remember the mcdonald's toys i remember the commercials i remember the advertisement around this i remember being encapsulated with the magic again again nine years old my mom and i have watched peter pan probably a couple times the the sandy duncan one on abc the the buzz around this was just astronomical and i want to point out this was two years before jurassic park so steven spielberg while he was famous he was not jurassic park famous at this Mm -hmm. point right Mm -hmm. well so and, and, and it's it's got you know your normal early 90s kind of stars with Yes. Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. Like those were yep. two and big Julia names. Roberts. Julia, yep. Julia Roberts, Roberts. Absolutely. Big names at the yep. time. So um, you also had um, you also had uh, Bob Hoskins, who had just come off of his stint as from Who Framed Roger Rabbit a couple of years ago. Right. So all that said, I remember going to the theater and seeing this with my mom and my dad and my brother. It was it was a family affair. We all went. I remember going to see it. You know, it was one of the, you know, I'd already been to a couple movies at that point, but this was one of the the big ones. And I remember just walking out of here, wild eyed, magic in my eyes, the 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 the, the sword fighting scene, just I was obsessed with it. And I I remember going to Toys R Us and getting the the toys, the Hook toys. I had a, a, a Peter Pan in his um, in his Peter Pan outfit in Hook. Um, toy and hook captain hook and i used to just play with those toys all the time and again i had never seen the animated movie prior to this so that this was this was really my foray into peter pan other than the sandy duncan stuff and after seeing this the sandy duncan ones looked horrible i mean they were they were production <laughs> value of the 1970s but this i just i remember it and so the very when i've got my dvd player for the very first time my very first movie that I bought for myself was Hook. Mm-hmm. And again, to this day, I can wa- I can sit down and watch that movie and know exactly where I am. I can quote lines. I can close my eyes. I know where we're going every time. Yeah. And um, that's why today when I was researching it a little bit, to find out that Steven Spielberg actually does not like the movie and has a lot of regret around it and that it didn't do it. It was considered a box office bomb and it was only 22% of people who or critics who viewed the movie actually gave it a positive review. Like that blows my mind. And I think partly because as it's kind of progressed and aged, it has become quite this cult favorite that 
people my age just absolutely love. Oh, it's the it's the Atlantis and Treasure Planet. It's the um, I'm trying to think of other like cult classic movies that it's the ones that at the at the time just get panned and then we realize down the road like wait a minute. <laughs> This is actually really, really good. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. It does have a couple of kind of odd moments that you go, this is kind of odd. Like, the whole, like, pseudo-romance Be very between... careful here. Be very careful. Because I can't think of one thing I hate about this movie. So. The whole pseudo... It's not... I don't, I don't... Let me be very clear. This is not a hate. This is not... This is just... It feels off just slightly is like the pseudo romance between pan and tinkerbell not at all though that's that's tinkerbell that's tinkerbell's character like that's how barry wrote her is 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 and i don't know if this comes through well it kind of comes through in the, the the animated movie but he was she was written like her jealousy is one of the biggest things about her that she gets so jealous because she wants pan to herself and i don't think it's a romance thing i think it manifests itself in a romance thing and hook and maybe that's what you're channeling yeah, it just, at that it's, it's not bad it just it just that part i remember watching and i was just like this is just odd it just it, this just feels kind of odd and it's it's so minor that it's so easy to ignore i the 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 my favorite part about this movie is uh, the music because i played a band arrangement of the music and it was awesome I, I had that stuck uh, in my head for the longest time. I've <laughs> snuck um, the hook composition into several of our podcasts. I don't know if our listeners have have heard that or not, but if you listen to our very first, I've, Diz- I've definitely noticed. Just so our, you know, our, I've our, definitely our, noticed <laughs> our Diz Games challenge episodes typically have them in there. And I think I snuck it into that one because that was the very first one where I did that six degrees of yeah of yeah. Disney um thing, and that was in there. So, um, but no hook. Here's the thing about Hook. I think again, it's a sequel. <laughs> Maybe that's where I get my 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 love for sequels. Um, but no, it, it. I think one of the things that has always appealed to me about movies in general, and, and, and when I enjoy a movie, is a movie that can expand an already known story into something bigger. I just I'm fascinated with 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 people who are able to do that well, and I think that movie does it well and it's a fascinating concept what what happens if peter pan grew up you know i think as i get older because um peter banning in that i believe is in his mid 40s i think that's the, the age that he's you know early 40s and 40 i think the way um spielberg referred to it as was like you know all us baby boomers have grown up to be career people now now that was back in the 80s when he was making this in the early 90s um, but I, I think as I get older, I'm 38, going to be 39 next year. There are points of my childhood that I've, I've forgotten about. And then mm-hmm. occasionally I'll come across the memory of something and go, oh my God. And like, how did I forget about that? And there, I remember just magical moments of my childhood where, you know, I was hanging out with the neighborhood friends and we, it was a hot summer day and, and everybody would be sitting in lawn chairs and I'd spray them with the hose and, and shake the, the lawn chairs and make them think they were on a water park ride and stuff. <laughs> and and so it took someone to remind me that we used to do that. Like, yeah. you know, um, I, I, I think it's funny cause I think when you're, when I was younger and seeing this, you relate to Jack and you relate to uh, Maggie. And then as you get older, I, I related to Peter Banning now and under in like finding yourself again. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed working at the Disney store so much is because you get to be magical, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being a part of the Disney company is kind of getting to act. I and mean, we talked about it right at the beginning of the show. Like we get to act like kids and get to do kind of kid things and not grow up. And, yeah. and, and that's not to say that we're living in a world where we not growing up. Like we clearly are adults that have to do adult things where we mm-hmm. go get oil changes and pay, pay, 26, mortgage pay checks. $2,600 for a front end yep. alignment that I had to do the other day. Oh boy. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it, but, but it's also fun to have that escape and just do something that's ridiculously fun and childlike. I think the other thing that I, I, the, the best part of that movie that I can remember is the scene when he finally remembers how he, how to fly. Yeah. And I remember, you know, I'm nine years old and here's Peter Pan flying in the clouds. And there's that scene where he puts his arms back behind his, his head and he's just swirling in the clouds. I, I've always said that if I could have one wish granted to me, it would be to fly like Peter Pan. And I've always meant it like that to fly like Peter Pan and hook. Um, that scene where he cuts out the silhouette on the pirate ship of himself and it comes down and Hook goes, what is that? And they run down there and they lift it up. The music, the way that he he's sitting up there and then jumps down onto the ship. Um, while we're at this, let's just talk about D- Dustin Hoffman's performance as Hook. Oh, yeah. Dustin Hoffman does a great job. Oh, my God. Like, he is the living embodiment of Hook himself. Like, mm-hmm. I still can't look at Dustin Hoffman and not think Hook. Really, the consistency of... The animated version, Hook, and the 2003 Peter Pan, which are pretty like, you know, Hook is rocked, like out of this, out of the park, like just absolutely, you know, beautiful portrayal. Except in the 1974 Sandy Duncan version. (laughs) Here's the thing. That is, I think, the reason why I enjoyed Hook more than that is because if you ever watched the Hook, let me see if I can Google him real quick. It's the the Christopher Walken type of performance. No, Christopher Walken is actually amazing uh, um, compared to this. I'm going to see if I can pull an image up of this guy. Um, Oh, yeah. Just, (laughs) Just Google... Hook in 1974, Peter Pan, and look for the first black and white image that you see. Okay, image. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Like, like it's the it's the it's the one. Yeah, it's. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. I just remember after after being after seeing Hook and Hook, and then going to that, I was like, never again. Never again. But no, Dustin Hoffman plays an amazing, just an amazing hook. And then I think, again, the the, the alliteration to, is that the right word? Uh, The links, I don't know if that's the right word. The links to, the the links to uh, the original animated movie, I think, are amazing. Like Toodles, you know, like Mm -hmm. Toodles being old and saying, I've lost my marbles, you know? And and I believe in the 1953 movie, he enjoys marbles. So it's Mm -hmm. like, there are little things like that that I think are, are, you know, you could tell that it was handled by somebody who loved Peter Pan and Steven Spielberg is on record as saying that Peter Pan was something that his mother read to him when he was 11 years old. Yeah. I think that it's a reason that we really liked Cruella was that it was this like, now this was done in a prequel version, but it was like this extension of the story. It expands the universe. It connects to 
the other movie in ways you go, oh, okay. Uh, it, it, it's it. That's what I like. It, it it expands on the world. I mean, why do we like the MCU? Why do we like Star yeah. Wars? Why yeah. do people like Lord of the Rings, Star Trek? All those where it's taken this one story and just built all of these universes, and it yeah. becomes this expansive world that you can dive into. Well, it's also interesting at this point too because Peter Pan has fell into the public domain, so so people any anybody could pick up and start off. With, with with Peter Pan, I mean, he, that hence the the you know why you probably have seen so many of the different stories in the coming years. Which, by the way, Walt Disney Pictures is producing a live action version here uh, of their 1953 film. Um, that's going to be really interesting to see to see how it stacks up to Peter Pan of 2003. Is or, that going on Disney Plus? Is that, did I? Did, I believe no. Just, I believe that, it's going to yeah, be a regular release. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but I think that's when you. Th- the only other movie that I can, th- the only other franchise that I can think of that is this family friendly of a franchise that is in the public domain now that is known the world over would be like The Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, I would say Snow White has gotten some, uh, some other movies. Like there was the whole Snow White and the Huntsman. Cinderella too, I guess. Uh, Cinderella, Cinderella, yeah. Cinderella's another one. They just did that other one on Amazon. Yeah. Amazon's got one. And of course there's, you know, a Cinderella story with Hillary Duff and. Yes. And then there's Hillary Duff. There's also the Cinderella with Drew Barrymore, which I think in my mind is the best. I think we've talked about this, the best Cinderella one that's been produced. Although Nate would say the one with Brandy is the best. Brandy. Yep. The one with Brandy. I I watched that one. I'm not a, everyone's, I'm not a fan of that one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I guess to me, Cinderella makes sense of why we've had uh, so much of that. And, you know, it's this because it, it, Cinderella is the classic, you know, rags to riches story. That's especially for us in the like, quote unquote, American dream. Like that's the world that we like. We love the story of I didn't have anything. Something happened. And now I, I've I got untold riches and wonderful things. Um I guess I'm having trouble with this answer because I am not a Peter Pan fan. So I'm wondering if you can help me out here. Why do we have this obsession with Peter Pan that we're feeling? Because it was Pan, from what I gather, was supposed to be like a prequel to a new peter pan type thing because i mean that that it was that, that was supposed to be a franchise they, yeah, they were supposed so, to so do something with that why are we why did we think that that was going to why are we so fascinated with the story of peter pan as a society that movie studios feel like hey let's pump out movies and tv series let's keep it going come on I, you know what i would say okay putting pan aside for a moment let's just talk about the actual just peter pan um canon i think it's the best way to put it because i think pan if i'm not mistaken when 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 that came out that was meant to kind of create a whole new theory about how peter pan became peter pan it's a little bit of what um disney tried to do with wizard of oz where they did oh, like yeah. that prequel yeah, they did that animated yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I, I think the reason why we as a society are so fascinated with the idea of a boy who never grows up is because it really is a story of, of, of someone who never loses their innocence and that we all lose our innocence at some point. We all grow old. We all die. I mean, 
not to get too religious here for a moment, but again, you, you, you're a youth pastor. You and I are both born again Christians, um, which I don't think we've ever shied away of talking about. And let's get religious for a moment here as a born again Christian. Even then I still question and, and I'm nervous about death sometimes, even as a Christian, you know, I think the idea of growing old and, and leaving this earth is scary. So I think sometimes escaping into the reality that eh, maybe there is something out there that means we won't ever have to die. Even if it is fanciful for three hours, we enjoy that. I also think that I think you can ask the question more broadly of why do we as a society enjoy escapes into movies about childhood in general? Hmm. Think about some of the biggest, some of the, the biggest, I guess, cult classic favorites that are out there that I can think of the Sandlot. The Sandlot is a movie where we can you've ever you've seen the Sandlot before. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. The Sandlot's a classic. You can turn it on and pick it up anywhere and you can Goonies. relate to it. Goonies. Um I had another one in my head a second ago and, and I said the Sandlot and I should have gone with the other one. But my point is I think when, when oh uh Radio Flyer, that was the other one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's a little bit more of a darker story because of the child abuse involved. But again, it's this idea of getting on this wagon and flying away forever, right? Peter Pan is that same idea. We get lost in the childhood of what we were able to do when we were kids. I remember playing kick the can with my neighborhood friends and I'd carry around this giant stick and chase them like I was a wizard. Uh, you know, <laughs> something simple as that or playing tag or riding your bikes and scraping your knee. And, uh, you know, I remember recording, we used to do a radio show. My friend Molly and I, we used to do a radio show and, and you know, Molly, Molly and Casey and we do this show and we'd record music off the radio and we'd talk in between. It was like simple things that now you look back and go, man, that was a simpler time. Well, and even just the like <laughs> having summer break where there were three months where you had yeah. no responsibilities. You just, Kicked you just had fun. Spoons. You just had fan right up to Seven Eleven and grabbed Sour Patch straws and a Slurpee yeah. and go play Mario Kart with your brother. I mean, I, you got home from school and yeah, you had homework, but ultimately yeah. like there was nothing else. Like that was so the I, only thing you had to worry about. So I think to, to answer the question as a society, I think we miss that because we do have to grow up. And unfortunately I think more, you know, as, as the society continues to go along, kids more and more have to grow up earlier and earlier. Yeah. You know, I mean, my dad and I were just having this conversation literally today. We were on the phone and we were talking about, he, he's like, I wish things would go back to the way they were 30 or 40 years ago. I said, yeah, well, 30 or 40 years ago were good in some ways, but they weren't good in other ways. You know, you got to kind of take the good with the bad. But what he's really referencing is he's seen his childhood. He's seen his life from 30, 40, 50 years ago through rose colored lenses as anybody does as you age. Um, I think Peter Pan just puts that on paper. And and says, imagine if there was a world where you you could just stay twelve forever, um, you know. And, and I think that just resonates. I think the problem Hollywood and storytellers are going to have and, and have had is you can't veer too much from the source material, or the public's not going to buy into it. Well, and even some of the stuff in Hollywood is so you just. There's so many factors. Yeah. When is something released? What are the other movies around it? What other movies released before, after? You know, what what all of a sudden becomes something that that just explodes? 
And I mean, I think there's a very real world where Pan does become a huge hit and we have this whole universe of Peter Pan and, and it's huge. And I just, I, I, it just didn't happen. And I also think that, you know, Peter Pan is just maybe not quite as in the forefront as what it was 30 to 40 years ago. Um, you know, I think you still had like the idea of of Hook coming out in 1991 was really awesome. Now, like I remember 2015 when I saw those trailers for Pan, it was like I, I have no desire to go see that. Well, at all. Par- part of that was we were on Pan Overload. I mean, we had just gotten again Peter Pan with Jerry something. I know it was only 12 years before. It was 12 years before, but it did feel like it had just happened. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I. I agree. Peter Pan is one of those stories where I, once it's been told, it's been told and you can get lost in it. I think everybody has their favorite version and that's good enough. I don't necessarily know if we have to have another one. That's why I, you know, I'm very skeptical about this Walt Disney world, Walt Disney release one. Um, Because, you know, I, 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 I'm not as skeptical of the live actions as a lot of people are. I'm skeptical of this one because there have been multiple live actions since the animation. It's yeah. not like Walt Disney when they re, when they did the live action Aladdin. You know, there were three or four other Aladdin live actions out there. There weren't. There was this one uh, or Beauty and the Beast or what? Like like Peter Pan. We just again we just had one in 2015. So like, why would we want to? I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not seeing. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, that's one of those, I'll watch it, but I'm probably not going to go see it in theaters. Yeah, I don't know. I might go see it in theater. But again, I don't know if I'm... I, I, but you know what? We were on this podcast a year ago, Matt. A year ago, talking about how neither of us was interested in seeing Cruella live. That is true. And 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 look at how I feel about... I, I, I watched Cruella again today. I'd let, oh. I literally put it on as I was cleaning the house today. Nate comes down and goes, you're watching this again? I said... Yeah, like it's a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, shout out, uh, shout out to my parents who I talked to today on on recording day, who said we rented Cruella tonight because you, you know we listened to your podcast on it. We thought we'd give it a try. I was like, yeah. <laughs> your mom's Colleen, right? Yeah, yeah. She's always liking my status. In fact, she just liked it today because I posted a picture of me waiting for you. Hi, Colleen. Nice, to, nice to virtually meet you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, so, yes. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to talk to them. Um, I mean, I'll see them this weekend at some point yeah. and, and throughout the week. Um, so I'm interested to hear what they what they thought of it. So it's it's, it's just it's a good movie. But I, I will probably go see it at Peter Pan in theater. And, and again, who knows? Maybe I will absolutely love it. And well, it and, will be. And I think this is going to be one that's going to be. Because the 1953 version has so many uh, glaring issues, they're not going to remake what makes the red man red. Like they're yeah. like they're gonna have. Well, I think they're gonna have to veer away from it so much that it's gonna feel like a different story. And I think I, that works to its advantage. I think it it could if they do it right. It could almost be okay. We're going to get a little meta here, and I don't mean the new Facebook. I'm going to get a little meta here. Okay. (laughs) Topical. (laughs) Okay. All right. Peter Pan, 1953, animated movie. Steven Spielberg is working with Walt Disney Studios in the 1980s to make a live-action Peter Pan 
based off of the 1953 movie. Like at the time, that was the goal. That the, the goal was not to do Hook, was not to do a sequel. It was to do a Peter Pan live action with a little bit of a twist. He got busy. His son was born, got away from it. Um, Nick Castle was brought on board to direct, and then later on he got it. So either way. We get Hook because of this idea of, I think Nick Castle was sitting around with his kid and said, well, what if Peter Pan grew up? And that's where that idea came from. In a lot of ways, even though Walt Disney Pictures later on did not become, I, I believe they stepped away from it and it became a 20th Century Fox um, uh, setup. It really was, in a lot of ways, a spiritual successor to the 1953 movie. If they do this right, now that Disney owns 20th Century Studios, this could be, kind of like they did with Cruella, a prequel to Hook. So it's not only a play on the 1953 movie, so it's got the elements of that, but it's also got the elements of leading into Hook. Hmm. That, to me would make this fascinating because the Disney version of Peter Pan has a lot of things that all other versions don't have. The crocodile, if you'll notice in Hook, the crocodile in Hook is never actually named. He is only known as TikTok the crocodile in the Disney version. So him as a character, that's one thing. Tinkerbell's, not her fiery personality because that was kind of built into her in the original source material, her movements, her look, her stylization, the way she comes across in the animated movie, that is straight on Disney. And we've already talked about how much of an impact that she has had on the Disney universe. That's another thing that they've got to get nailed correctly. Lastly, what does Peter look like? And this is where if they really want to match up to Hook, if they wanted to try to bring this and be a prequel to Hook, you know, in Hook, he's got the brown hair. He doesn't have a hat on right but he's got the same outfit could they do something like that could they match him to the one from from hook i think if they really wanted to make this something that millennials would go see they've got to figure out a way to tie it to hook and they own hook now i mean it's yeah, part of like their it's property very easy. Yeah. so i mean I, I think they could you know <laughs> um otherwise i'm afraid that it could just become another Disney live action Peter Pan or another live action Peter Pan. It, it, it would become similar to what some of the, re- about half of the Disney remakes have become where you just go, okay, cool. They yep. remade it. Awesome. Does enough to recoup the money they made or put into it. Plus a little bit more, but nothing like a success. It wasn't smashing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Anything else on anything Peter Pan or, you know, Hook or what? anything else before before we head on out of here? You know, I don't think so. I will say in, in my research on Hook, one thing I did find that was interesting, it was the um, it is the sixth grossest, sixth grossest, uh, sixth highest gross. Let's try this again. <laughs> sixth. God, I've edited this episode. Sixth. Sixth. <laughs> Highest grossing fi- pirate film of all time, only behind the five Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Interesting. I know. I, I thought that was really interesting. God, that was hard to say. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, that that was interesting. And there's been talk that there might be a, a Rufio prequel spinoff at some point about the origins of Rufio. Um, oh my God, you want to talk about childhood trauma? Seeing Rufio die uh, in that scene, oh, it's just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, no, I don't really. I can't say that I have anything else other than I, I just think. Peter Pan definitely deserved the conversation that we've had. I think it's it's something that is in the zeitgeist. I mean, even just something as simple as Peter Pan syndrome is the syndrome of an adult who doesn't want to grow up. You know, that's yeah. that is a real thing. Yeah, it is very culturally relevant. Mm-hmm. It, it, it not just in the Disney sphere, but in again, if you if you walk up to somebody on the street and say. Um, Peter Pan, they know what you're talking about. Hundred percent. You know, if, if you go up to them and say, um, I'm "Trying to think of like a really Bing Bong," uh, Bing Bong, Bing, yeah, Bing Bong, Bing. Like <laughs> they're not like, going to necessarily know that. They, one. They're, yeah. they're not going to necessarily know what's yeah. going on, and so it is a very even for non-Disney people, and that may be where Disney has an advantage with this live action, where you're not necessarily getting the just the disney people you're also getting people that go hey you know what i'll go see a peter pan film yeah and uh that might be something that helps bump some of the box office sales right now i will say and this has been the case for several i want to say we're probably well into a decade at this point and i don't see it slowing down um heritage and vintage and legacy seems to just be the, the lay of the land for hollywood right now i cannot tell you how excited i am to go see the new ghostbusters movie like I am so pumped to go see the, the, the like to go see that and, and and knowing how they're calling that back to the originals, um. So yeah, I just I think that that whole idea of vintage and calling back. I know people say it can get old and tiring to revisit old stories. Uh, again, maybe I'm biased because of how much I love my sequels, but I, I I'm I'm ex- you know I'm excited to see you know exci- I, I am going to see the movie. I just I don't want it to get lost in in the fray. Um, so yeah, um, speaking of just upcoming stuff and kind of what's happening in the future next week, uh, Matt, we got a fun show next week. I have um, totally forgotten what it is. It is the shop Disney holiday introduction ah, episode. Yes, get to yes. Take a look. I've actually ordered a couple things. I got my, my, um, uh, uh, is it Chernabog? Yeah. The Chernabog. Yeah. Ornament. I bought that. I got the, um, I got my 2022 Disney key ornament and I got my Dumbo Dumbo key coming. So can I, can I make a pitch on air and you can edit this out if you hate this Okay. Idea? Okay. Can we prepare our top five ornaments to get for this episode and make that oh. a segment? Oh, five ornaments that you need on your tree. Oh my goodness. See that that's going to be a really hard one for me only because I don't know if I'm going to buy any more this year. Cause my tree is loaded well i'm not saying just like what would i want for my tree in the realm of just this year's collection okay okay you had to buy five ornaments and only five which ones would you already know what two of them are but yeah uh, yeah, i'm I'm good with that let's let's, 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 that'd be fun so that Um, that's next week and then the week after that um uh we will be getting some live i'm gonna say live on the spot reactions to Walt Disney World. This is going to be and, my least favorite podcast. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. no, I, I, I mean that in all but, joking. But using, joking. Using Disney Plus, checking out the new fireworks shows, all the, not Disney Plus, Genie Plus. Genie Plus and checking out the new fireworks shows and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm team... 
let me see. This this episode comes out. Um, let me see here. Today's the thirtieth. This oh, this episode comes out the week of the ninth. Um, you're listening to this two days from when you're listening to this. If you listen to it on on release day, I will be in Disney World. So nice. yeah, that'll be fun. It's nice. crazy that we're already there. Wow. Um, yeah. How does that feel? So, uh, it feels like I can't believe I'm ten days out and I, I should be preparing for something and I haven't. Like I don't know. <laughs> it feels so unprepared. At the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have. You know what's funny though is I've not been having my dreams. So I think I've oh. talked about my dreams on this podcast before when I've got a Disney World trip planned where. Um, when I've got a Disney World trip planned, usually for months before, I dream about being at the Magic Kingdom, but I can't get in. There's something preventing me from getting in. Like I forget my main gate pass, or there's a major flood in Magic Kingdoms underwater, or something like it's really weird. I've not had those. Not kind interesting. Of they don't come. Um, maybe it's because I'm not a cast member anymore, and there's nothing to worry about. It just I'm a guest, and that's that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is some of that because that is one thing. Like being a cast member is like okay, I, I want to make sure. Like I'm not trying to break any rules, but you know, like, do something accidental and get. Oh my in God. Trouble it's scary, and... man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh, raise our glass. Yes. Uh, where can they find us? I oh, guess. yeah. We should do that first, shouldn't we? <laughs> uh, you can find us uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Beers Ears 1928. You can also find us on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. Feel free to email us at Beers and Ears 1928 at gmail.com. Um, Please tell a friend about us, uh, share the link with someone, subscribe, and of course, uh, rate and review us, five stars, five stars. Um, that helps us find other new audiences, which is great. Uh, so now we can raise our glass, Matt. Yes, now we can raise that glass. <laughs> this episode has been on us. We will see you next week. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.